off the ball. Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. This is AI from the future. Yeah. It's like um, Terminator style. Someone from the future has planted him here as a, almost a, an experiment, a social experiment. Um, and that's why he is so good at, at scoring goals. In in this version, uh, John Connor is actually his dad. Yes. It's all Roy Keane's fault. Somewhere along the way, yeah, yeah. it's uh, all Roy Keane's fault. We all know a robot's favourite food is lasagna and... It's come out since the Manchester Derby that his father cooks him lasagna before every home game are they trying to like humanise him a bit and you know is that cause yeah 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 I haven't seen that many um, ads no 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 he's not like <laughs> he's not a clothes horse the way Messi and Ronaldo are true yeah. is that just that the that the big brands haven't caught up to him yet keeping his powder dry like, I, he must be in some bits and pieces is he he's in the, is he in the background but I haven't seen him being the the lead maybe that's it that there's no he has no distractions like it, literally his father and everyone else around him is like well concentrate on the football you're only 22 all of those opportunities will come which is, which is a fair argument but he could be making a lot more money than he is probably commercially at the minute yeah I do think that Hollywood is, is like that's the direction <laughs> this is going I, I'm, not, I'm kind of not joking like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I robot. He, he probably needs a World Cup though he probably needs to get to a World Cup for it to cross over I mean you don't really like he doesn't he doesn't really he's at the most watched football club at the world in the biggest competitions in the world at the moment but mm. you kind of like doing it at a World Cup and the next World Cup obviously no better place than Mexico yeah. um, Canada and the United States to um, well Pelle had 58 Maradona did 86 Ronaldo had no real World Cup he had the Euros I guess yeah, Messi hasn't had a World Cup as such uh, he did reach a final he did reach a final but you know I guess you need those famous images of you lifting and the trophy being to on the bench in 06 probably cost Argentina the chance that was it yeah, that was yeah. their chance you know Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe they don't need that at all just in terms of the marketing but it's like FIFA would then market they would have rights to footage of him doing something amazing and that would also explode and it would be in the history books forever so maybe yeah. maybe that's completely irrelevant nowadays maybe he just needs to get on Instagram a bit more maybe maybe up, it's all up your Instagram Talent. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, and he's young too. I'm sure he's good on the on, on the gram as well. I, I, like someone on BT described him last night as a, a walking, talking cheat code, which I thought summed him up quite well. And Jack Grealish's post match interview as well last night. He like like a bit like James Madison. Very very int- interesting interviewee. Um, always love listening to Jack Grealish after a match. I missed he, that. What did he say? He couldn't stop smiling, and uh, he, he started saying that he, he was asked about Haaland, and he said, "I've never witnessed anything like it in my life." in terms of training and the matches and he said during the game last night the Copenhagen keeper came up to him after maybe Haaland's second goal and said that guy's not human so sticking with the robot theme here obviously the Copenhagen keeper is uh, agreeing with us but um, yeah it was just uh, like he was also talking about the fact that he, he wants to add more goals to his game Grealish was brilliant last night for City um, which is really a good sign for Pep Guardiola as well Imeric Laporte back after his surgery as well and, and played quite well won the penalty um, Riyad Mahrez was talked about in advance of the game hasn't performed as he did last season has the new contract been, hasn't been picked hasn't been picked at all uh, played well last night Riyad Mahrez he only scored the penalty of course but um, back into the team so like there's no and then you see Haaland being taken off Cole Palmer coming on playing brilliantly uh, Rico Lewis and Josh Wilson Esbern as well off the bench young, two youngsters uh, and they just all looked like they just effortlessly 
seemed into that Champions League night. You know, these are kids, and yet whatever City are doing with their with their underage talent, it's um, it's working because they all just merged into the game perfectly after Haaland went off. Uh, yeah, I think the fans and and every, all of us watching wanted Haaland to stay on. Um, it is the death of football, though. We all, we all understand this yes. is the death of football. Except that Haaland will move on. Obviously, he's uh, he's already told everybody that his dream is to be the best striker at multiple clubs. So he'll do the tour of. Real Madrid and at some point end up in PSG and the, or maybe, maybe it'll be Barcelona whoever it is it doesn't really matter yeah potentially like the, the, there was rumours before the game last night of, of this uh, potential Real Madrid release clause in Haaland's contract um, and I was thinking well this is just newspaper rumours Pep was asked about it in the, in the, in the post-match press conference and he said there is no such there is no such clause that he thinks Haaland is enjoying his time at City obviously so far would you tell everybody if there was well you probably wouldn't um, but then if it emerged that there was you'd be like well Pep you said there was I know but they, you know I mean that's what I said I was Football. doing my job I was yeah. just following orders <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine there would be a Real Madrid release clause like if Real Madrid want him they'll just come get him in a few years time but um, well there'll be a price there will be a price yes but we're, like, we've often wondered what the ceiling is for, for football transfers Haaland is the ceiling like, well uh, but Haaland's really smart and that's what he did was he said I'll stay with you Dortmund but I will have a price that is not ridiculous mm. so that I'll get the money instead of you getting the money yeah so maybe the, the race clauses won't be too ridiculous for Haaland it won't be Neymar numbers like it'll be well they're all stupid signing those yeah. contracts with the billion dollar release clause because no one's ever going to sign it yeah. it's, it's idiotic like, they, they just want to be the player with the billion dollar release clause well it sounds Looks great good. and it's a massive boost to their egos but it's really bad for their bank balance not yeah. that their bank balance really needs puffed up any further <laughs> but like there's so much uh, idiocy when it comes to negotiating these deals and you think about Harry Kane wanted to leave but couldn't leave because uh He'd, uh, he'd, he'd thought that uh, they might let him go because they said they might let him go yeah. and then they changed their minds <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not written in the contract I Yeah, don't, I don't see it says I can let you go here Harry <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens it's, yeah it's, it's one of those things like, um, you almost wonder with, with Haaland like, that's 19 in, goals in 11 games in Ever City that would have been if he went on to score another hat-trick last night which he probably would have a fourth in five home games like is this Pep Guardiola going right let's Let's calm this down a bit. I don't want him to score a hat trick because then the, the, all, all the headlines yeah. are there. Well, I think you definitely you're going to see him being managed in games. They're going to manage his minutes like an Irish rugby player from this point yeah. to the end of the season, which will which will limit how many goals he can score. And maybe if you're Pep, you're thinking, I don't really want him to break Dixie Dean's record this season because if he does that, what's going to be his motivation next year? So how about I like get him to a certain point? And then start taking him off after half an hour when the game is over. <laughs> but he strikes me as someone who always just like if he scores seventy goals this season, he's going to want seventy five next season. Like he's that type of fella. Um, but if you set the record in this league, yeah, true. Yeah. Do you not then go right? Who who's the Spanish league? What's that record? What did Pushka score? What did De Stefano score? I can do that. Well, okay, they, I'm out of here. Sorry, folks. <laughs> well, if they don't win the Champions League this year, that's obvious uh, reason to, to keep going next year. But so, the, yeah, worst case scenario, you win both the league and the Champions League, yeah. and you set the record. It's like uh, there are no other worlds for me to, to burn, <laughs> to conquer. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's becoming more and more increasingly likely that that City will win the Champions League this year the more I look at Haaland so unless he gets injured um, um, yeah, Chelsea pretty good yeah Chelsea pretty good and, and the latter stage of the Champions League anything can happen but but if Haaland continues this form across the season Leo Messi scored a good goal last night oh peach for PSG no they ended up drawing the game with, with Benfica but um, that group's really interesting yeah yeah. Benfica are excellent yeah Juventus won last night finally getting off the mark against Haifa and so Benfica and PSG have 7 points 
you have three. Yeah. So you they aren't out. No, no. And you would uh, think they might be able to do some damage. Well, that's it's, it's a decent group, and um, Adrian Rabio, the the man that that wasn't for Manchester United scoring a couple of goals for Juventus last night. I mean, maybe he would have been better than uh, Casemiro because he's never playing Casemiro. At least he wanted. Yeah. He seemed to want Rabio. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was his attitude that everyone was talking about. But yeah, there's it was some man's attitude that everyone was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah, and, and like I'm actually liking the way some of the groups are headed. Um, the Chelsea group is is mad. Um, like they go to the San Siro on Tuesday for the return leg now against AC Milan, and that's going to be that's going to be a fairly big game. But but the way it's set up, RB, RB Salzburg beat Dinamo Zagreb one 0 last night. I don't think there's any more than two points between top and bottom in that group. Um, so. Like but heading into the game last night, Chelsea couldn't afford really any more slip ups, and they get the three 0 win against AC Milan. Let's not forget AC Milan are the Serie A champions; they're playing really well at the minute as well. Um, but Chelsea were electric, and the atmosphere was seemed to be brilliant through the TV screens at Stamford Bridge, which we haven't seen in, in quite some time. Um, we were talking before the game, and Graham Potter was asked during the week about. I think it was a style of football and, and sexy football and he says I very rarely feel sexy and he kind of spoke about how Grahams are very rarely sexy which is a fair point but apologies to any Grahams watching this morning who I mean Graham Hunter he, he's a sexy well, man well sorry Graham yeah, he'd be an exception if Graham Hunter's watching then he's definitely one of the uh, <laughs> one of the sexy Grahams but there there are yeah it's just one of those names that you, that you just uh, don't, don't, don't associate it with it but I think so, he had the roll neck jumper on last night the black roll neck jumper one of the newspapers described Graham Potter as the milk tray man uh, today uh, which I thought was a good good reference he, he he's looking the part I don't think he tried this hard on the sidelines of the Amex I mean is that the same jumper that Pep wears essentially yeah I don't know if it was a full turtleneck or if it was the I don't know what the difference in a roll neck and a turtleneck is but but it was yeah it was pretty high he um, blazer on too he did yeah, he properly looked the part um so that like that that maybe that's part of his plan. That look, Champions League night, Europe. Let's look. Clothes make it the man, right? It does. And uh, yeah, look, he proved he was up to it last night because that's a big game for Chelsea, big win. Uh, clothes make it the man. As somebody who's been in touch to say, Irish eye says Shane maybe wearing a skin coloured t shirt under an open shirt while on camera isn't a great idea. I mean, you say that <laughs> Irish eye. This, this, it's salmon coloured. Unless my skin is salmon. That's it. It, it, it does look. I'm just looking at the camera right. Yeah, yeah it's quite similar. You're to, kind of washed out by the, the lighting here. Yeah, uh, my mother would be telling me now Shane you should have worn a, a darker coloured t-shirt now but thank you for the fashion advice uh, I'll take it on board and nah, take he's, it he's just trying to um, to get you excited this morning Irish eyes you know <laughs> just, to, just to show a little bit I'll try harder the rest of your imagination maybe I'll wear a roll neck jumper in one of the mornings um, Graham Potter style on the Champions League days uh, Shane says two months into the new season and I've already grown tired of the Halland narrative sports washing works like mm. come on lie back and feel the sports washing wash over you because that's what's happening like yeah, you forget it. As we said the other morning, you forget it with Man City. Uh, with Newcastle, it's obvious. With PSG, it's obvious. Um, but when we talk about City, we never mention the Qataris, which which we which we should, you know. <laughs> well, I, I missed the football last night. I was at a, a debate, and the debate was uh, this house would boycott the World Cup. And, um, but, oh, what do you think? Yeah. Bo- you- as in boycott it, as in not watch it? Um, um, it was to be to be decided. You get to pick, right? It, you see, it's an awkward one for football fans because, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, it, the games are being shown on TV. The TV uh, stations are, do, are are showing it. It's almost like it's like the the climate discussion. You know, you feel like you're doing nothing. You know, oh, I'm not going to get that flight, but, but that's a very small thing. The flight's going to go anyway. The World Cup's going to happen anyway without us. Do we watch it? Do we feel bad about watching it? 
Should we not feel bad about watching it? Um, at least we're talking about it and the horrific human rights abuses and, and mentioning them and highlighting them. Maybe that's not enough. Maybe we should be doing more and, and, and boycotting it in en masse. Uh, but you, you kind of need the, the organisations, the footballing organisations around the world to, to be, like the, the national organisations to be doing something about this because it's it's not really up for me and you and Joe Soap at home watching to to do this. But it, yeah, it, our own personal morality is is influenced by what we do. Um, yeah, w- there's a little bit of that, like a little bit of that is us saying, well, actually, it's somebody else's job to fix this. And so always with anything, with any protest movement, it's like, well, what can I do as an individual? All you can do as an individual is try and get more people to be aware and rally behind and then try and get some moral authority when it comes to talking about it. Yeah. Like everybody's a hypocrite if you drill down at some point in all of our lives on all points, really. There's very few individuals who are entirely consistent the whole way through. Yeah following whatever it is that they, they do. So when it comes to this, like the sports washing, you know, the what aboutery kicks in immediately. Well, what about America's mm. uh, human rights? What about America's doping? What about blah, 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 blah. And uh, you're like, well, they're all, you know, pretty good points. Like, Where does uh, it end? Well, um, the illegal invasion of Iraq has led to the situation in the Middle East that is like it has bred al-Qaeda it's like you know uh, it, it's very easy to trace everything back to a point where like at that point you do nothing yeah right? and you, you take no stand but they're sports fans definitely have way more power than they think mm. if you consider how quickly sports fans were able to bring down the European Super League or sorry postpone the European Super League uh, they do actually have power and there could be something that happens at the World Cup there could be something that makes everybody go right I, that's one side of it. The other side of it is like, what about um, the 1968 Olympics and the Black Power salute? Like, what happens if what happens if Leo Messi wears rainbow laces? Now, Messi's been sponsored of the Yin Yang by yeah, uh, is it Qatar or it's some some group anyway? He's taken the money. Um, Barcelona have taken the money uh, through Qatar Airways. David Beckham, as we know, he's taken a lot. Soon of money. to be Sir David because he queued for fifteen hours. Yeah, he's taking the money, loads and loads and loads of money. But what happens if somebody scores and reveals afterwards they're gay at the World Cup in Qatar? Like that'd be a massive moment. Yeah, right. It'd be so, a cultural cultural moment. Yeah, so they shouldn't boycott. And yeah. what you know, I don't know. It's a it's a very tricky. No, it's a fair point. A, an interesting. Like your teams yeah. walk off as a team that's that's either qualified already for for a group stage or or that's already knocked out. Do they walk off the pitch? And protest at some point. Um, I can't see a team walking off when there's something at stake in a World Cup match. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe it does take. Maybe the Danes are like robot open us. They're like oh, nothing on our kit, no sign from Hummel, yeah. and then they're gonna like just lay down after the first game and be like, "Yeah, wow." Yeah, yeah. Do you know? I don't know. It'll take someone to to step up and, and be the. And somebody the else made the excellent point that like having a bunch of journalists wandering around in Qatar. It's going to be interesting to see what they can find, you know, yeah. when they're away from the football, not re- not just reporting on the football. So it's a big challenge to them to go and actually actively report about what the situation on the ground is like and um, highlight that to the rest of the world. Well, it's, it's going to be the first World Cup in a long time where there are going to be, going to be news journalists as well as sports journalists covering it in tandem, you'd imagine. Um, because obviously there's going to be sports journalists sent over by organisations to cover solely the sport. And the same organisations where the budget allows will be sending news journalists to cover the darker side of it, which I think is the, maybe the right way to do it. Um, you know, if budget allows, a lot of these these organisations should be sending people over to kind of cover the, uh, the, the the dark, which is a very dark side, by the way, of it, because some of us don't realise how 
ingrained this goes like it's just been it's a, it's like a pop-up shop world cup where all these stadiums have just been popped up Pe- people have been dying in the creation of them as well and yeah now where was the last world cup in 2018 yeah well <laughs> the russians yeah you know I know. I mean, Conor McGregor and Vladimir Putin weren't were they together at the at the World Cup? I final? think that was at the World Cup, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Posing right. together, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Football follows the money. Um, yeah, it, he'd it, already taken Crimea at that point. Yeah, and football didn't give a shit, and the rest of the world were like, oh, oh, like I mean, I certainly bought the narrative, like oh, maybe the cultural exchange here is going to help. All these, all these foreign people coming in and talking to the nice Russians is going to teach the nice Russians how to, it's, it's all bollocks. It, yeah. it doesn't work. Anyway, 0879180180 is the WhatsApp number. If you've got a view on that, we'd love to hear from you. You can uh, get in touch by leaving a comment on the YouTube stream. And we're brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish today. Here's what's coming up between now and uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, Mark Wilson is going to join us to talk about Celtic last night. Not a great Celtic performance, not a classic European night in Celtic's history. Johnny Pilkington is going to join us at half past eight. Alan Mangan is going to join us at 8.50 to talk about the state of uh, Westmeath hurling and just how important a victory uh, in the club can mean for um, different clubs and what a breakthrough is actually going to mean. Not a bad time to be involved in Westmeath hurling. Mm -hmm. And Israel Alatunde, um, Shane has spoken to Israel about the fantastic season he's having and we'll also play out Wednesday Night Rugby uh, a little bit later on as well uh, JP Wright says I was a season ticket holder at Salzburg when Haaland was there he was phenomenal um, yeah it, it has been this has been brewing for a little while <laughs> and uh, E. McGov says James McCarthy played last night who was the last Irish player to play in the Champions League outfield prior are we including Champions League qualifiers that um like uh, Irish clubs might have been in might have, so fair do uh, does the does the texter have an answer <clears throat> was like is this a Darren O'D is that one of those situations is that like Colm has it is he no oh, no sorry put you on the spot there Colm that's a that's a good question that's a that's a quiz one now James McCarthy is it's not John O'Shea is Katie it? McCabe is a fair shout from him outside yeah um, John O'Shea it wouldn't be as far back as O'Shea would it surely not Maybe, yeah. It's been. Is there anybody else at Celtic? Aidan McGeady. Yeah, McGeady. He's been. been since. There's probably someone really obvious more recently. Um, you'd miss those days. You would miss those days where you had Damien Duff lighting it up for Chelsea. Steve Finnan on the right flank for Liverpool. John O'Shea in the uh, probably playing goals or right miss back. Miss those or, days when we used to be good. Yeah, yeah back in the day. Um, but there were Irish players at least in the Championship last night lighting it up. Yeah, go on. Doing some decent, doing some decent bits. Um, Will Keane on the score sheet. Uh, I think Wigan unfortunately lost that game. However, but uh, yeah, and and I was I was chatting before the game. Preston beating um, or before the show. Preston beating West Brom one nil. Uh, Jakobsen with the goal. But if you look at the lineups uh, for Preston, especially Greg Cunningham in the defence for Preston, Alan Brown on the right flank, Robbie Brady in the centre. Robbie Brady playing midfield, it looks like. Yeah. Certainly next to, I'm, I'm on live score. Was, you yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean Maguire up front, and then um, um, Brown was replaced after 68 minutes. Brady came off as well, Maguire came off, and Troy Parrott came on with five minutes uh, to play in that game. So there was a serious bit of Irish interest in that match. We have but to go all the way back to Tuesday for the last <laughs> Irish player to play in the Champions League. You have the answer? Oh, no, he didn't play Tuesday. No, he didn't. It's like in the previous game. Two weeks ago. Two Who's weeks the answer? Ago. Sorry, I, I didn't hear it. Who was it? Matt Doherty. Ah, oh, Matt Doherty. Sure. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was thinking that there might be someone obvious that we hadn't... Can we... Can we, can we uh, Antonio uh, Conte has, has... We can't change if somebody started, obviously, because James McCarthy didn't start. Yeah, true. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, Jason Malumbi, by the way, I should mention, was up. And we're sure Matt already came off the bench two weeks ago, do we? Do we? He did, didn't he? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Irish interest and um, the, oh. the 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 Preston. Um, the, the, if you look at the state of the championship table, sorry, look, sorry, look at the state of Preston's goal difference. They've played twelve games in the championship chair so far. They've scored four goals and they've conceded four goals. How is that humanly possible? Well, it's possible because they have a, a rake of nil-nil draws in there. Like Swansea are, are a few places ahead of them in sixth in the, in the table. They're also on zero goal difference, but I think they've scored 15, conceded 15 in the 12 games, which is more of a realistic number. But yeah, Preston are a, are a weird, weird outfit this season. With um, But they were glad to get the win, obviously, last night. Uh, but plenty of Irish interest. Jid Ozeogbenya played 90 minutes as well for other against Millwall. Um, there was some Irish interest. Troy Park didn't start. Came off the bench for... Came off the bench Preston. for Preston, yeah. Um, Sonny Maguire's getting in ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah, interesting that uh, not great for Troy <coughs> shows the packing order at the club Jason Malumbi and Darrow Shea were on the pitch as well starting for, for West Brom in that game so. yeah, Malumbi was only off the bench last at the weekend so that's good that he's back starting yeah yeah. at least there's some, some Irish players getting some proper game time in the championship and of course Jeff Hendrick the night before with his first goal for Reading so decent um, Ronaldo obviously uh, is in the papers today again because Eric Ten Hag mentioned him in response to a question and this is how it works mm. Uh Ten Hag said he's pissed off that he's not playing and so therefore all the papers are talking about it. I'll give you the headlines in just a second. But um, in stark contrast, uh, Lionel Messi last night, oh. as we said, scored a great goal. The stat came through. Um, Kathleen had this pre, pre-show. pre uh, Benfica last night was the 40th different club that he has scored against in the Champions League. That's ridiculous. That is just ridiculous. You better go and see him fast, Shane. I know, I know. I need to take him off the list. Time is passing and running and running and passing. You better get it right this time. The other stat that they they popped up last night in BT was Haaland is the quickest to score uh, this amount of goals in the Champions League since, um, I think, even Ronaldo, Messi, they were all like 106 games to get to this point. He's just, he's breaking all records all around him. It's, It's actually scandalous what he's doing, so... We'll uh, run out of superlatives pretty quickly. The Irish Times. Hart's error proves costly as Celtic slump to defeat in Leipzig. What did Joe Hart do? Well, basically, it was a pass out from the back that uh, well, that I thought at the time he shouldn't have given uh, for, for one of the Leipzig goals. But he said in the interview afterwards, he was like, well, that's the, that's the way we're told to play. Play out from the back. That's the um, way we're told to play. It's not my fault. Yeah, was, was, was there a bit of that? For, for half a second, he was, he was, it sounded like that. And then he said, well, it was, it was a bad pass as well. He was a bit tetchy in the in post-match interview. I have to say, fair play to, to Hart for at least fronting up and, and coming out in front of the press. But um, yeah, he, he didn't cover himself in glory and keep their chances of progressing alive we will see but um, yeah decent decent uh, result for Leipzig there's match previews of um, Shamrock Rovers at Malda tonight uh, in all the papers the assembled Irish soccer journalists are over in Norway uh, Rovers face daunting task as they enter Solskjaer's Malda then is um, the headline on the Irish Times and uh, the similar ones across all the papers today so we'll be talking about that um, flying form Aubameyang Aubameyang you know uh, everything's going good Aubameyang is good yeah. everything's going bad do you want Aubameyang in the trenches I'm not so sure but you know things are good Potter as you said the nil train man everything's working out we haven't talked about this yet Ben versus Eubank thrown into chaos by drug test uh, so they had to do an explainer on the fertility drug that has shown up in the VADA samples Clomiphene yeah um, you know I mean if, if, if a sports person tells us that they're clean we should just leave it at that why can't we just why can't we just trust people anymore what happened to us that made us so cynical yeah. He says he's clean. The other tests are clean. He must be clean. He, he came out. Like, it's not like you can do damage to another human being in the ring. He can't. No, like, of course. That's the that's the that's the scary thing about this. Tiddly wings. Yeah. It's uh, it really highlights the the 
disgusting nature of professional boxing if this fight does go ahead. Uh, like, really interested to hear Conor Ben and Eddie Hearn at the open sparring session they had yesterday after this news came out. And Ben's language was, he came out swinging in some ways, but his language was, was very interesting. He was like, I haven't failed a test, which so far is, is untrue. You, you did fail a test. Your, your A sample was positive for, for clomiphene. Um, he says, I'm not suspended. That's true. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was using all these. Uh, kind of phrases that Eddie Hearn obviously maybe planted as the, the PR guy in the background uh, for him to say but this fight could be worried even if the British Boxing Board of Control decides to pull the plug they have other avenues as Gavin Casey said in the show last night the Luxembourg Board of Control might decide to throw their way behind it or any other country's Boxing Board of Control to, to let, let the fight go ahead a lot of people stand to lose a lot of money if this fight doesn't go ahead as planned on Saturday night in the O2 Arena so um, you can see why like even Eubank Jr. was quite happy he said for, for the fight to go ahead and accepted that the clomiphene wasn't taken for performance enhancing reasons quote unquote so um, yeah, you'd, you'd raise eyebrows with that because obviously they want this fight to go ahead for for more than just boxing reasons there's a lot of money at stake here too So somebody on Twitter found an amazing clip of uh, Eddie Hearn saying what's the point in doing drug testing if when somebody tests positive you're just going to let the fight go ahead and say the test didn't matter anyway yeah and, and it was it's, it's a good point it was through the voluntary um, testing scheme that, that caught the, the positive sample from Conor Ben which apparently cost them £30,000 to do to, 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 to do before up. a big fight so yeah. what's the point in paying the 30 grand if you're not going to listen to their and it, results he, he was specifically talking about VADA as well this is the best one in the world as far as I'm concerned yeah. if they find you guilty you're guilty and now it's like well you know the British Boxing Board of Control tests have uh, found a menace and so look uh, you'd have to say that there's a lot of money at stake for the uh, people concerned and so therefore you would expect the fight to go ahead even if it's not sanctioned well, right? where, where's this B sample let's let's have a look at the B sample we all know that the B sample in many cases over the years the B sample is the same as the A sample so uh, maybe that's why they don't want to release it before the fight because obviously that, that would kind of rubber stamp the the fact that this yes very much is a positive positive case of, of clomiphene and that would Probably cancel the fight regardless ahead of Saturday. So maybe it's as you say, like it's 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 too close to the fight. A lot of people have bought tickets. There's a lot of vested interest in this. There's a lot of money riding on it. But uh, as you say, two human beings are going to get into a ring and punch each other in the head. Um, and if one of them is taking a performance-enhancing drug, then um, that's a concern, and the fight should not go ahead. Uh, Aubameyang will revert to type eventually says uh, 20 years ago uh, Martin Farry says Killian Sheridan lads played in the Champions League a few years uh, back yeah. Eamon Madden's not having me saying that City are the most watched club in the world uh, Jared, well, they're going to play in like all the big games all season long so like all the Man United fans are going to watch Man City because they're going to watch that game all the Liverpool fans are going to watch Man City because they're going to watch that game all of the Real Madrid and Barcelona fans when they end up playing in the Champions League quarters, semis and finals like they're going to be in the biggest games all season long as they have been for many of the last number of years they might not have the biggest fan base but they're in all of the biggest games like, yeah okay and if they're the, the, if the viewing figures from Manchester City would be like slightly behind one of the other big clubs in the world but they're pretty close to it this stage he's going to be able to become globally famous I mean I'm talking against myself here about not having to play in a World Cup but it would be good and get to good, Hollywood good. get to Hollywood yeah um, I should mention as well this morning Ger, the I have a clip to, to bring people of um, my excursion I mentioned it last week as well on the show to uh, Mondello Park first time to Mondello Park did you feel it in your arse? I did feel it in my arse you, you can absolutely feel like just, just for anybody who's uh, you know wondering where my question came from Jess McFadden was on the show last week yeah. she was driving a Formula 4 as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she was driving though she was, sorry, yeah, yeah, of course. She was driving and she said that um, 
the drivers explain in Formula One when you're accelerating that you feel it in your arse. <laughs> she didn't say that. She was very polite. Yes. Now, mine was a, it was a, it was a Porsche Cayman. <clears throat> um, lovely car. Not What's quite that? as fast as a as a Formula 4 car it's just one of the road, road cars essentially but not exactly built for speed but it's a very like it's a fast car That's what that was Alex Dunn's words I, it's not as you know, it's not built for speed just explain who Alex Dunn is again so Alex Dunn is a Formula 4 driver from Clombalogue in Cardiofoli he's 16 years of age he so doesn't actually have a licence yet doesn't have a driving licence um, so he's he's after sewing up the British Formula 4 championships he's in the running for the Italian Formula 4 championships he's at the um He's in, in Monza this weekend, uh, taking part in, in one of the races there. He's already been testing Formula 3 cars. He's been signed up to the Ferrari School of Excellence, or their academy of drivers for next year, which is which only elite kind of young drivers are, are brought into. Um, could be Ireland's next Formula 1 driver. Now, there's a lot of ifs and buts between now and then, because obviously there's finances at play. Uh, you need sponsorship, and he's kind of getting sponsorship and building a name up for himself at the minute. But a, a fantastic talent. Uh, I don't think we've had a, an Irish driver in Formula 1 since Eddie Irvine p- potentially so um, yeah <clears throat> this is a clip of me uh, the full, we'll have the full interview on, on OTB AM next week so I sat down with him after the after the interview I couldn't like we, we actually went round for a couple of laps and then the guys uh, with Alex had a GoPro set up in front of the camera or in front of the car which they hadn't turned on at the start so after the interview they came to us and said oh lads we have to go around and do a few more laps and Alex was buzzing he was so happy that he got to do a few more laps in the car Um I was a little bit nervous, but but to be honest, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, he, he's just one of these. His attitude, like he, I think, you have to be cocky to be a, a driver at that, at that level. And he's definitely there's a little modicum of cockiness which I which I really really like. Uh, like he was at one point, I was filming him in the car, and he said, "Can you send me those? Can you send me those videos after? I've, I've never seen myself, you know, from that angle, kind of driving cars from that angle." So he was very interested in that element of it. Uh, but yeah, this is a ninety second teaser of uh, me getting uh, dragged around Mon- Mandela Park by Alex Dunn. Michael Dara McCauley's interview after they won the All-Ireland unbelievable unbelievable you, were, you had your Michael Dara head yeah, on you there that was my moment uh, that's the Porsche Cayman I know you're not going to be able to see that but you can see that like, it's the classic Porsche shape 
Yeah, Porsche Cayman S. Yeah, it was na- black. Named after the island, of course, that you need to have a bank account in if you can afford it. Yes, yes, for sure. And and like he was, we looked at the tires afterwards, and there was certainly plenty of degradation on those tires because he wasn't taking it easy. It was it, when we first pulled out, pulled, pulled off. Obviously, I, I I forgot that we were in the pit lane, and he was going pretty fast. And I was like, oh, here we go. And then he left the pit lane and obviously accelerated remarkably um, more. And I was like, oh, this is this is how fast we're going to go. Okay. And uh, obviously around the bends, I mean, is the is where it gets pretty hairy and pretty interesting. But um, an incredible talent for 16 years of age. Confidence in spades does uh, Alex don't have. And I'm going to be following his career now. I'm going to look back on that in 10 years' time when he's 26 and... And I'm old. One world champion. When he's Formula One world champion, and say, yeah, he, he drove me around in a in a lovely Porsche one day. So uh, an incredible talent, and, and someone that 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 um, has the head for it. I think. I think you have to have the head for it when you when you're a talent in in a sport like that. And, and he certainly has it. We'll play that out next week, and um, we're planning a trip back down to Mandela for all of us to do um, a little bit of. Uh fast driving ourselves anyway four minutes past eight this morning make sure that you're um, tuned into the evening show tonight they'll keep you up to date on how things are going in the World Cup playoff between Scotland and Austria uh, kickoff is at 7.35 um, and it's on in Hampden Park uh, all the narrative around this is like oh Scotland are going to get the opportunity to make amends for missing out on the Euros finally this team is reaching a peak and it'll be devastation for them if they don't make the World Cup it'll really set football back in Scotland, a long way, and we're like, oh, okay, so it's going to be exactly the same as us. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And then the Austrians come along and, you know, party yeah. poop by just being excellent and boring. Yeah, well, Kathleen McNamee saying in the production meeting that, that um, Scotland is probably the, the result that Ireland wants, marginally, not just geographically speaking, because it's handier to get over there, but and a bit of crack over in, in, in Glasgow for the match, but familiarity with the players um, which is a fair point as well I guess a lot of these girls in the Irish team will be will be familiar with the, the Scottish players um, oh there's so much riding on us I know that the Irish team will be watching the game tonight in the Castle Knock in the hotel it's going to be nervy Sweaty Pam's watching the game like that tonight because no matter who you play you know that you've got a massive massive game in next Tuesday like I know yeah you you haven't started planning for it I mean I'm sure they've done some I'm sure the research is already done yeah, like, yeah for either there'll be tonight's game to go through and see were there any wrinkles in formation any wrinkles in performance any bookings anybody you know uh, not playing as a result of suspension like definitely we want a massive brawl that's what we want six players suspended from both sides yeah yeah uh, yeah I'd never wish injury on anyone but a mass brawl would be no 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 injuries just a brawl yeah a brawl is what you want um, one of those Dublin Galway events where you have people sent off in, in just Mead Mayo large numbers sorry Mead Mayo that's the bigger one um, yeah so watching that nervously tonight be interested to see but yeah the game is coming around so quickly today is Thursday and the game is on Tuesday so you forget that it's it, there's all this talk about Ireland in the World Cup and it is literally just days away now until we find out whether, whether we're going to be there a trip to Australia is on the cards if we manage to make it. It's uh, six minutes past eight this morning. Uh, is Irish dancing, is, is it a sport? Have you seen this story? We were trying to talk about, yeah, we were talking about this in the office this morning. Um, How cheating claims are rocking the world of Irish dancing. That's the front page of the Irish Independent and it's like pages two and three. So it's a big, big story. It's the front, it's the lead on the mail this morning as well. Column says it's theatre. Irish I, dancing hit by results fixing claims. Well, if there's an outcome and there's a competition and there's athletic, it's based on athletic, uh, teachers allegedly offered inducements to judges via text messages. Yeah, apparently there's WhatsApp messages, uh, messages allegedly that, um, yes, yeah, just suggest fixing competitions and fixing results and kind of swapping from competition to competition who's going to win what. 
bizarre, um, thoroughly bizarre. Uh, I, I'd also have Irish dancing, by the way, definitely done, done as a sport in my eyes in terms of physical endurance and endeavour. Um, um, after after the fishing world was uh, rocked by uh, scandal at the weekend, now Irish dancing. What's next? We've had chess. Then I ask you, what's next? And chess? Yeah, yeah. We've had anal beads. Rumours of anal beads and chess and. Uh, the was it sexual favours inducements in this? Yeah, 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 yeah. The fish, just let weights. Yeah, yeah, a little less uh, interesting. But it's yeah, all these sports are uh, they're kind of the sports that you always thought. That, okay, we need to juice these sports up and make them a little bit sexier so we can talk about them more often. Um, pr- maybe this isn't the way to go about it. Cheating scandals, but um, yeah, it's a mad story and. Uh, by right has taken the front page of the Irish Independent because there's a lot of detail in it and a lot of they've obviously waited for, for quite some time to build up the, the army of evidence um, so yeah it's a it's a strange one like <laughs> I don't know where, like where does this end I mean it's, it, it seems to be widespread it's, it's not just a, a one or two people kind of that these are WhatsApp groups that are literally just back and forth Deciding the outcome of events, which um, a school with a reputation for success can generate more in fees. So right, yeah. So there's there's financial incentive. It all comes down to the money. It's always down to money, isn't it? Um, yeah. So that's that's one of the juicy stories in the paper this morning for sure. Uh, I don't know where it ends, but it, it, it's kind of up there with the chess one for me. Um, the chess one was more individual. It was kind of one player that was that was deemed to be doing a lot of cheating, and Magnus Carlsen wasn't happy. But this this is uh, this is Irish interest and seems to be on a more of a widespread scale, which which adds to the intrigue as well. Yeah. So um, I I can't wait for the Netflix documentary about that. <laughs> Inevitably, yeah. Somebody somewhere must be making a documentary about Irish dancing and thinking this is all a bit boring, isn't it? Like there's not there's not very much here. Okay, you know, there's a little bit of rivalry, and then boom. All of a sudden, this happens. You're like, "Wow, it's yeah. gonna be an Oscar." Yeah, there, there are certain things that happen that you're like, "Oh, that's that's a documentary waiting to happen. That's a that's a movie waiting to happen." Like, remember the two girls? Remember off the Galway coast last year who were who were saved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was thinking that's a that's a movie. Damien Brown, I was thinking, didn't, yeah, that's a movie. The guy who saved them didn't he save somebody else as well? Wasn't he involved? In there was some, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so the, the, there are certain things that happen in, in Irish culture and Irish news that you're thinking, yeah. Yeah, if this happened in a small town in America, they'd be like, you'd be all, all Hollywooded up. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Somebody <laughs> would write a story about it. Instead, they were like, ah, jeez, nobody remembers that. It turns out they will be. Yeah. It's nine minutes past eight. Other big managerial news. Uh, Xabi Alonso will be taking his suits to the sideline at Bayer Leverkusen. This is his first gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raf Hasnett will get in the sack, according to all the papers this morning. It hasn't actually happened yet, but the new owner is like, nah, not my guy. Yeah, and a uh, bit of a... Steve Cooper has a stay of execution, it seems, as well, not yeah, Forrest. Yeah, uh, you would definitely have said that Steve Cooper was about to win the sack race, but Raph hasn't it? Uh, just ducking down at the line, he'll, oh, no, it's me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julian Lopetegui got the sack last night as well. Yeah, from, from so City, he, yeah, he's so. available. Um, Wolves come knocking next, maybe. Well, yeah, or, like, yeah, or Pochettino, where, where's he going to go? Yeah. Uh, maybe he's not going to go to a super club, maybe he wants to rebuild his reputation as somebody who can take a club and a project and, and manage it properly. And then Pork Joyce yes. is re-signing just for that. three more years. Yeah, give him three more years, of course. Uh, an absolute legend. Um, yeah, uh, it's strange, I didn't even realise that his, the contract was, was up for negotiation, but obviously there was, there was no, there was going to be no um, issues as to giving him more time at, at the helm, because I love the way he, from the outset, was like, yeah, we want to win the All-Ireland with Galway. There was, there's no this cuteurism in, in Galway. It was just, this is my plan. This is what I want to achieve. Can they go a step further next year? I don't know. You look at the dubs getting stronger. Kerry have the experience now of getting over the line. Um, 
the kind of championship isn't getting any easier. Kev McStay is in there now to to kind of spice things up a little bit in the kind of championship. Um, Ross Common still waiting for the new manager. Yeah, well, remains to be seen. Yeah, uh, so do with the manager there, lads. Come on, get the finger <laughs> out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, fair play to Port Joyce. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.